Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Just to give you a reminder of the context, Uddhava has asked uh, Krishna to talk about those people whose intelligence becomes uh, captivated by fruitive work. And what, what is their fate? And so Krishna has been describing that. Uh, uh, what happens to those people, us. Uh, and uh, so if we go back to 51, this 53 sort of continues this train of thought. An unintelligent man, this is 51, an unintelligent man failing to distinguish himself from material nature thinks nature to be real. By contact with it, he becomes completely bewildered and enters into the cycle of material existence. Made to wander because of his fruitive work, conditioned soul, by contact with the mode of goodness, takes birth among the sages or demigods. By contact with the mode of passion, he becomes a demon or a human being. By association with the mode of ignorance, he takes birth as a ghost or in the animal kingdom. So this one here, 53, takes up, takes up uh, this idea of becoming captivated according to Prakriti. It says here, uh, 53 goes like this, Vichito gayantat pashan yutaivanu karutitan evam buddhi gunan pashan aniho aniho pyanu karyate uh, just as one may imitate persons whom one sees dancing and singing, simulate the soul, although never the doer of material activities becomes captivated by material intelligence and is thus forced to imitate its qualities. So here the subject is people, nityataha, uh, gayantaha, singing or uh, Dancing. So one who observes Pashan, an observer of people singing and dancing, just as that person, Anukaroti, imitates them. Uh, uh, in the same way, similarly, this is the example. So similarly, uh, uh, the, the, the soul, uh, I put it in here, uh, seeing this, the, the person actually, although himself, Aniha, not engaged in activities, is not doing anything, is never the doer of material activities, uh, uh, becomes captivated by Buddhi uh, 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 the the uh, material qualities of of the intelligence that's affected by the gunas, uh, and therefore uh, imitates, follows afterwards. So, uh, buddhi is the agent by which we direct our attention. Uh, um, uh, this, uh, and it very much. Uh, what we notice, what we don't notice, what we pay attention to, what we don't pay attention to, what we see. even so. Then, because of attention, first 
what you see and what you don't see. Also, you Prabhupada gives an example. Oh, did you see the President of the United States? No, I didn't see him. Yeah, he walked right in front of you. Well, you saw him, but you didn't recognize him. He was in your field of vision. So there can be uh, cognition without recognition or, or knowledge without acknowledgement. And what, what makes what you recognize, what you can notice, is that's, that's buddhi. So we're talking about uh, when, when the soul has become captivated uh, uh, by buddhi, by becoming attracted to sense gratification. Therefore, it, it, it then becomes, takes upon itself the activities of material nature. So um, here, the, uh, the, the very interesting the the the, the purport in the BBT. Uh, I'll read I'll read Vishnu Chakravarti first because because uh, this in chronological uh, uh, chronological sequence. Vishnu Chakravarti says. By the way, he tra- the translation based on, on uh, Bhaniswami did, just as one may imitate persons whom one sees dancing and seeing, similarly the soul, although never the doer of material activities, is thus forced to imitate the qualities of the intelligence, the buddhi-gunana. And so uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, though the jiva is different from what he sees, we discussed this a lot, last time, the difference between the seer and the seeing. Though the jiva is different from what he sees, he accepts the qualities of what he sees. An example is given. Just as a child follows in his mind the tunes, beats, and the rasas depicted by a dancer or singing or singer on seeing them, the jiva is made to imitate the qualities of the intelligence by the force of the gunas. So here's the example of a child watching a drama, with a, a musical drama, and so uh, he becomes absorbed in it and then captivated by it. Um, uh, so here uh, in the uh, current kind of purport, Sometimes people are captivated by professional singers and dancers and imitate within their minds the musical rhythms and melodies of the performers along with their romantic, humorous, or heroic emotions. So here, Vishnu Chakravarti attributes it to child, children. <laughs> but, but here we now have modern media and uh, people sitting in a movie theater with the gawping at the screen and undergoing whatever these people are undergoing. They say, people sing songs heard on the radio and imitate dances and dramatic performances. Notice how radio is so obsolete now. Heard on your iPhone, you know. Anyway, people sing songs heard on the radio and imitate dances and dramatic performances seen on television or in the movies and theater, entering into the emotions and arts of the performers. The conditioned soul is similarly captivated by the concoctions of the material mind and intelligence, which convince him that he can become the enjoyer of the material world. Although different from the material body and never the actual performer of its activities, 
the conditioned soul is induced to engage in his body in the material in material activities which entangle him in the cycle of birth and death. One should not accept the illicit propositions of material intelligence, but rather should engage himself fully in the service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness. Well, this is the ultimate use of intelligence, to pay attention uh, to self-realization and not to sense gratification as the source of your happiness. This is, this is what Moody Yoga means, that you, you're, you're, you're fixed now on transcendence rather than on material activities. People uh, are so captivated that they don't know there's a difference. And most people even think of spiritual life as a kind of big sense gratification, uh, postponed sense gratification. There'll be a pie in the sky when you die. But, uh, but he observed a different... A different uh, one, one, one who is a, a, a very captivated by material sense gratification cannot imagine... Uh, the uh, nature of spiritual happiness because it's totally devoid of selfishness. Uh, whereas normally sense gratification makes you selfish. You want more and you want to keep it away from the other people who want it from you. And so you know, uh, but uh, spiritual happiness is, is an entirely different quality. So now... Uh, 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 now, uh, giving a more elaborate account of the this uh, this captivation, uh, uh, text fifty four and fifty five. Yatambasa pichalata taravoki chala iva chakusha brahmyamanina drishte brahmati vabhu. The translation is, the soul's material life, his experience of sense gratification is actually false, false, excuse me, is actually false, so descendant of the sara, just like trees' appearance of quivering when the trees are reflected in agitated water, or like the earth's appearing appearance of spinning due to one spinning his eyes around, or like the world of a fantasy or a dream. So this is the example uh, given here. Uh, uh, so it's, it's just as yata, uh, you have this structure here, yata, yata, and then at the very end, tata, as this, so this. Yata, as ambasa pachalata tarava, is uh, oh yeah, api chalaha. Yeah, as trees appear to be moving by the movement of water. Now here, um, uh, 
there's a, two different ways I think you can think of this. Um, here in the, in the BBT purport, uh, they think of looking at water that's ruffled by, by wind or little waves, and so the trees quiver even though they're still. Uh, the other example uh, from Vishma Chakravarti Thakur, if you're on a boat and you're, the current is gliding you by the trees on the bank, you may, it may look to you like the trees are moving in the opposite direction. Uh, uh, so uh, where there's this appearance of motion, where there is no motion, yeah, uh, so this just because it says only as trees appear to be moving uh, uh, when there's water uh, 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 um, uh, moving, uh, or uh, uh, when the eyes are spinning about, it looks as if the earth is spinning. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, well, we always like to do when, when you, when I was a kid, somebody would spin you around a lot, you'd hold on to the hands of an adult and he'd spin you around and then you'd sit there dizzy and you're sitting there and the whole world seems to be moving, you know, uh, something like that. Uh, well, when you spin your eyes around, I guess something, I've never done that, but anyway. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, 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 it's trees and water, or when you're say dizzy, you're, the earth appears to be moving. Uh, and they use the word here, uh, which we'll talk about. This uh, uh, you see it twice here, um, Brahmya, Brahmati, Brahm, uh, which means two things. Actually, uh, this this verb. Um, uh, it means to move, uh, to wander about, to roam, to roll the eyes is like that. The movement of bees is flying around is like the drum. Uh, but it also means to be perplexed or to doubt, like the mental side of it. So both of these, and, uh, th these verses are, are dealing with this, this, this uh, so you notice the word is repeated here, Brahmyamanena, for the eyes. And then uh, the earth, Brahmati, appears to be moving uh, also. And then, uh, then as, here's another word that showed up earlier in the text 1441, Manarata, uh, the, a mental fantasy. I mean, what other kind of fantasy is a mental? But anyway, uh, yeah, the ideas of entertained in a fantasy. Uh, uh, so all these are the examples. Uh, like the world of a fantasy or a dream. So then, then we get the... Uh, uh, See the subject, the soul, Atmanaha, is the last thing and the last word. So for the soul, uh, uh, this samsara, uh, the, the material life, life of repeated birth and death, 
uh, is uh, similarly false, Swapnadrisha, uh, like like uh, like what you see in a dream. That's another example. Uh, where's the tata? Yeah, tata. That, yeah, that's very in tata samsara atmana. So for the soul, uh, so like water, like a tree, agit- in a, seen in a moving water, or by uh, the earth spinning uh, around because the eyes are turning, as uh, the, uh, the ideas uh, 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 in, in a dream. Uh, 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 fantasy. Uh, so the and it says here, Vishaya Anubhava Misha. Uh, the ideas of uh, sense gratification. Uh, uh, so so th- th- these are all false. So so that so is samsara. Swami translates it like this, a descendant of the Sara, just like a tree appears to move and one is on a boat moving in water. Different. The imposition affects our vision of the world. Like the earth spinning, like the earth appearance of spinning due to spinning of one's eyes around, the imposition affects our own mentality. Like the world of a fantasy or dream, the imposition is illusory, Enjoyment of objects leads to samsara for the atma. Uh, uh, this is how uh, it's it's understood uh, understood here. Uh, so uh, these are uh, I'll read uh, here. In the BVT purport, the conditioned soul of material life does not perform any activities, but rather the material body, with the consent of the illusion living entity. I like that part. With the consent, we've consented to it. Uh, Is being moved by the modes of nature. One imposes this external movement upon the self, considering oneself to be dancing, singing, running, dying, conquering, and so on. Although these are uh, merely interactions of the external body with the modes of material nature. So here's the idea. Uh, uh, here's, here, here's the idea uh, of illusory superimposition. Uh, 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 the, the example is given, like, uh, you, you go into a dark room, you go in the tool, tool shed in the back of the, the house, you get a tool shed, and you open it, and you're in the bright sunlight, and then you open the dark door, and you look inside. Temporarily, you know, you can't, your eyes have to adjust to a dark, uh, and there's a, a rope sitting there. And you look down, you see this rope, and you see a snake. You actually see its head. You can see the little markings on its back, and and you jump back because there's a snake in there. And then your eyes get used to the dark, and you say, "Oh, yes, yeah, it's just a rope." But you see the snake, so you've imposed from your own memory this idea of a snake upon the rope. Uh, 
This is the example of illusory superimposition. So th what happens uh, to the body and the mind, we impose, this is happening to me, this is my autobiography or my biography, this is my, this is what happened to me. And it didn't. It didn't, it didn't happen at all, but we've accepted it uh, uh, on us. Um, and so what causes this false identification this is the point here, is that it's, it's sense gratification uh, uh, that, uh, that does this. Uh, that, and here why they're using this word, this word of, uh, of this agitation word, uh, brahmati, brahmati, brahm, moving, agitated, bewilderment, perplexity, uh, they all f fit in together like here. Uh, so, uh, this is our experience of sense gratification, it says here in this verse. It says it, uh, they use the, the word in this verse, where is it? It's, it's um, yeah, Mrisha. It's false. Anubhava Mrisha. It's, uh, it's a false experience. It's the experience. When you see the, the rope as a snake, you experience a snake, but it's not there. So that's the that's the example. Uh, and this is discussed. This example is discussed in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, because the, the example comes from the Upanishads of this illusory superimposition. Uh, but the Mayavadis then want to say that the whole the whole a variegated uh, world that we see around us is a illusory superimposition on Brahman. The Tanishad example is the imposition on the individual jiva. But they take the whole thing collectively as a illusory superimposition on Brahman. But then the question is, whose illusion is it? Uh, uh, it, 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 because if it's Brahman, if Brahman is illusioned, uh, the uh, the uh, um, if Brahman Brahma is illusion, Brahman is illusion, and illusion is more powerful than Brahman. Uh, if it's the Jiva's illusion, then if I'm liberated, everyone is liberated. <laughs> That's obviously not the case. So it's just you got this illusion floating around that doesn't belong to anybody. Uh, that's the unless therefore the Mayavadis have this idea that you cannot speak of uh, uh, illusion Maya or Avijja either as existing or as not existing because sometimes they need it to exist and sometimes they need it to not exist. So you can't think of it as either way. So they made this middle. <laughs> Middle category for it, uh, but so but the, Prabhupada points out in the in the Chaitanya it's meant to talk about how the how the jiva is illusioned, that by a superimposing upon the jiva, uh, which is which is a, a spiritual spark, which is finite in size, that that this, uh, uh, it 
causes the jiva to think of itself as the body and to identify with the body. And the cause is, is mentioned here is, uh, is sense gratification uh, and, and uh, uh, that, that uh, one who is meditating on sense gratification, this is why this happens. Uh, so this is text number uh, 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 56 makes this a point. Arte hevit jaman arte hevit uh, for one who is meditating on sense gratification, material life, although lacking in factual existence, does not go away, just as the unpleasant experiences of a dream do not. Uh, they use this word here, uh, avidyamane, not existing. It comes from the actual avidya, but uh, it's uh, in Vedanta philosophy it, uh, it's illusion uh, for something that's not present or not existing so they translate it uh, that, that way uh, even though not existing some shristi material existence uh, uh, the, 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 the anarthas the unwanted things uh, don't go away. Uh, uh, for one who is meditating on sense gratification, material life, although lacking in factual existence, does not go away, just as unpleasant experiences of a dream do not. If you're in the dream, you know, you're suffering. You wake up, oh, it's just a bad dream. But while you're in the dream, you don't, uh, you don't uh, see that. Uh, so the, the way the material work, material world works is that when we are trying to enjoy the senses, we identify with the body. And therefore, everything that happens to the body we experience is happening to us. And therefore, you accept old age, you accept disease, all, the, all these things, and you accept this everything that is temporary, so that sense gratification is the cause of suffering. He Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, I think it's 522. Uh, those boga, boga, those pleasures which arise, samasparsaja, arise means arise some partial from the contact between the senses and the objects and means they are in fact the source of all dukkha suffering so he's announcing that the world is just the opposite of what everybody thinks we think you bring the senses into contact with the object it feels good okay that's it I just keep that up uh, 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 but you can't keep it up. That's the part because the next line, 
adhyantavanta. These these pleasures have a beginning and an end. You can't keep them up. And therefore, he says, those who are wise don't actually take any delight in them. But those pleasures that we enjoy, we enjoy them, then that's what causes the, the, the false identification of self with the body. You cannot enjoy sense gratification and also not reinforce, acquire and reinforce false ego. That's the difficulty. You cannot enjoy and be renounced at the same time. It doesn't work. Otherwise, if, you, if you're renounced and some pleasure comes, you're detached from it as, as just as you would be from pain. That they would be the same. You see them. All the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, talks about seeing these things as the same. Uh, that's how, that's how it happens. Uh, so here. Um, So, just elaborate on this. Um, uh, if material, he says, one may object that if Lord Krishna insists that material life is false, the word Mrsha has been used, then why should we try to stop it? He explains here, although not factual, material life stubbornly continues for one existed, addicted to sense gratification, just as a frightening dream uh, continues for one merged in to sleep. And then here they go through this avijamana, not existing means that material life is based on mental concoction because the word not existing has it kind of at its root the idea about ignorance. Uh, we accept it ignorantly. And by ignorance we believe it's uh, there. So uh, explain that a little bit. Then they mention, after one awakens from a dream, the dim reflection of the dream may linger in one's memory. Similarly, one engaged in the devotional service of the Lord may be troubled sometimes by the dim reflection of sinful life. One should therefore become strong in Krishna consciousness by hearing the Lord's instructions through Sri Uddhava. Thank you. That little warning there. Um, here... Yeah, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, although bondage in samsara is based on illusion, the suffering it produces does not go away. Though things related to imposition by false identity have no factual existing, the suffering arises from relation with samsara does not disappear. In other words, you're undergoing that suffering. It does not disappear for a jiva who meditates on sense objects with intelligence directed at enjoying. So notice how he very nicely said that the intelligence is directed at enjoying. That's the, that's the problem. An example is given of something which gives real suffering, although it is insubstantial. In a dream, one is bitten by a snake and feels pain. That's the condition. So the next 
Yeah, we, now we come up on to the Tasmat Uddhava. Therefore, is this the conclusion, right? Tasmat. Tasmat Uddhava. Ma Bhutshva Vishayan Asad Indriya Atmagrahana Nirbhatam Asad Vaikaltikam Brahmam. Therefore, O Uddhava, do not try to enjoy sense gratification with the material senses. See how illusion based on material dualities prevent one from realizing the self. Um, a good verse to remember, huh? Uh, Swami translates it, Therefore, or Uddhava, do not try to enjoy sense objects with the material senses. Recognize that ignorance based on false identity, recognize that ignorance. You should see that, recognize that ignorance based on false identity with the body which produces non-attainment of the self. So here the word again, uh, the last word, Brahman, again that same word before we saw the illusion here, wandering about, bewildering, uh, uh, and that said it also means con confusion, or perplexity, error, mistake. Uh, um, uh, so therefore, ma bhumshva, do not enjoy uh, vishayan. Vishayan means uh, objects of the senses. Asat indriya, with the uh, impure uh, uh, senses, material senses. Asat indriya. Uh, that is to say, with the idea that I uh, accept and reject everything that you see according to sense gratification. Uh, as devotees, we deal with the sense objects, but we accept and reject according to Krishna's service. Um, uh, and therefore, the fangs are pulled. <laughs> uh, so why, why people, uh, this is a very important thing. Uh, there's a science of self-realization, a science of the self. Uh, to, one can actually have spiritual experiences. The qualification for having that experience is becoming free from the enjoying spirit and the, enjoy, the enjoying mentality, the changing you know, the intelligence uh, to be directed at self-realization rather than sense gratification. Those people whose intelligence is directed at sense gratification will never be able to experience anything like I'm not the body or have any other spiritual experiences. That's just a, that's a fact. So those people with that, uh, that mentality of sense gratification, what devotees or the spiritual people are uh, testifying to, because there's a huge literature of saints and mystics of their experiences, and uh, because, because the laws of spiritual life are, are the same everywhere, uh, and and uh, where people are actually on on 
progressing in that way, no matter what their particular religious tradition may be or philosophical tradition, they may actually, if they become actually renounced and actually fixed on transcendence, have some experience of Brahman or Paramatman or Bhagavan in some way or another. And once they have that experience, they're quite convinced about it, and they are not enamored with the material world. And people can't understand what they're undergoing. It's just inconceivable that they must think, it, well, it must be that these mystics, uh, there's hypothesis that somehow or other, you know, if they're in a state of bliss, their body produces its own morphine. <laughs> or, you know, there's always some kind of chemical uh, uh, th- thing like that, and we can duplicate it with a pill or something like that, you know. Uh, uh, they just don't understand. They can't, cannot conceive it. Uh, uh, and therefore, they don't see it as, as legitimate science. And since the whole culture is based on increasing sense gratification, because after all, the economy depends upon it, people's livelihood depends upon it, increasing it uh, uh, more and more and more. I mean, austerity has not really helped the stock market in any way. Um, Of course, people are marketing austerity now, you know, yoga this, yoga that, you know, paraphernalia, you can find some way that that if you want to want to advance in spiritual life, you have to have a big income. But but <laughs> normally it's uh, it's uh, 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 yeah people people just just can't uh, comprehend it. Um, so we should think of sen- and, and, and sense gratification itself is uh, for us is an act of atheism because because. From, from from our point of view, theistic point of view, everything belongs to Krishna. Once I say I'm enjoying this, then I'm expropriating it. I've become a thief, and it's mine. Now, maybe I want to be a little atheist, uh, and you know and that that yeah, okay, Krishna, everything belongs to Krishna. You get, well, wait a minute, can I have some? You know, you have to take it all. Uh, had to be greedy like that, Krishna, that, that, that you are the enjoyer of everything. Um, um, so uh, 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 that's, that's what we call envy, that Krishna is the enjoyer and we are the enjoyed. And that, that's our, our relationship. So this Sense gratification it may come first, but then there is uh, it produces denial and prevents recognition of Krishna. It makes us blind. That's that's why it uh, uh, here. That's the conclusion. Tasmat, and we get implicated in samsara. Even though we're actually not suffering, the soul, there's no birth nor death, the soul is situating in bliss, but we are not actually experiencing ourselves. We've projected ourselves into a nightmare and seem to be undergoing this nightmare uh, uh, of uh, samsara. 
let's go on. Uh, I thought I might come to the end of the chapter, but not quite. Now, this is very interesting. In text 58 to 59, it looks like there's a, come, a change of subject. Uh, uh, but from what I can see, uh, Krishna changes to consider the other side of sense gratification, that is to say, material misery. Uh, because now, this 58 and 59, it's a list. Shipto, vamanito sadbi, pralabdo suyito tava, tadita saniruddho va, ritjava pariha pitaha, nishtuto, Mutrito Vajnyaya Bahudaivam Sakam Pitaha Shreyas Kama Kritchakata Atmanatmanam Uttare. It's a list of nine things. Even though neglected, insulted, ridiculed or envied by bad men or even those repeatedly agitated by being beaten, tied up or deprived of one's occupation, spat upon or polluted with urine by ignorant people, one who desires the highest goal in life should, in spite of all these difficulties, use his intelligence to keep himself safe on the spiritual platform. He just goes on, right? So it seems to be like just the opposite, huh? So these are the words, shiptaha, translated as insulted. Well, there's two meanings of shiptaha. Vishnu Chakrabarti points out, either pulled outside, in other words, taken out of your house. Think of, when you think of all these, think of what's going on right now in Syria or, or Iraq, right? Where somebody comes in and like pulls you out of your house and does all these things to you because you know a Sunni or Shiite or whatever it may be. So, uh, so this is uh, shipta, either abused with words or pulled outside, uh, uh, taken uh, out of a house. Uh, then avamanita. Uh, 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 neglected or, or uh, uh, ridiculed, insulted. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, put down. Abhimanita, uh, uh, insulted, uh, ridiculed uh, by uh, and by asadbi by bad persons. Or then pralabdaha they put down as ridiculed, suyataha, uh, envied, atava, uh, or else, padditaha, uh, chastised. Chastised means physical punishment. That's just the real meaning of chastisement, is, is physical punishment, or the root kind of idea of it. Sanirudha, uh, tied up. Then, vritjava, or deprived of means of livelihood, being fired, lose your job, fired, uh, finance company repossesses your house, <laughs> uh, 
nishyutaha, spat upon, or mutrinaha, urinated on by Adishnai, foolish people. So the people that, you know, you're actually innocent. You're a good guy. So these people that are doing it, they're all idiots. They're, They're bad people. But somehow they're doing this to you, right? Bahuda uh, evam. Uh, uh, Bahuda means either in varieties of ways or over and over again, repeatedly or uh, you know Bahuda nijasavishaktis, all kinds of different uh, ways of doing these things. Uh, therefore. Uh, 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 Prakampitaha, disturbed or agitated. So here's the same person, Shreya Kama, one who desires uh, the highest goal in life, this person, Krishna Gataha. Uh, the word Gataha means fallen into difficulty or undergoing difficulty. Krishna uh, Gataha, that person. Atmana Atmanam Udaret. He should save himself by himself. <laughs> so here, uh, by his intelligence, uh, uh, that's how he should do it. Uh, 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 even though neglected, insulted, ridiculed, or envied by bad men, or even though repeatedly agitated by being beaten, tied up, or deprived of one's occupation, spat upon, or polluted with urine by ignorant people, one who desires the highest goal in life should, in spite of all these difficulties, use his intelligence to keep him safe on the spiritual platform. Um, if this is this is the problem, because if enjoyment is bondage, other things are too, like wanting revenge, or hating people. That's another thing that keeps you going on and on and on. There's, I've heard this, there's an old Spanish saying, revenge is a death dish best eaten cold. <laughs> you wait a long time, people wait uh, years and years and years, you know, to get back. And of course, you know, one big theme of movies and things like that is just revenge. You know, somebody does something horrible to somebody in the whole movie, they're going back... Uh, uh, getting revenge uh, 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 on these people. So that's another kind of bondage. It's not particularly enjoyable in some ways. You know, it's all kinds of suffering. It's not delightful, but, you know, you, you feel you, 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 you have to do it. You can't stand it. But these people that did this to you are going on with their lives and so on. So that's the other side. So the, this this package deal, the enjoyment and the suffering, these two things go together, and one has to be uh, 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 detached uh, from both of these things. Uh, and, and that's that's why you know that 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 uh, you should forgive your enemies, is the you know Jesus advice, because because that that that's also bondage. Just as being attached, being adverse is another kind of, of, of bondage uh, that keeps you going into uh, uh, 
bacterial life. I mean, where do all those snakes come from, those poisonous snakes and those mosquitoes that bite you and so on? And the world is full of pests, right? Uh, so uh, even in human life, so they may continue uh, on and on in that way. So we have a few, so uh, we'll stop there. Uh, um, this is the end of Krishna's discussion. And the last two texts is just sort of a, uh, asking how I can now come to, come to this position where I'm transcendental. And then the next chapter will be spoken, uh, especially this last part, uh, re- really spoken about, about how one, one can have the intelligence to not be disturbed even when everything is disturbing. And so that the story of the uh, Avanti Brahmana uh, will be told uh, uh, to, to answer this question. Because now Uddhava wants, how will I have the intelligence to, to be able to, to, to come to this platform you're talking about where you know, you're under all this stuff is happening to you and you're not, uh, you're not uh, uh, able to endure these things with equanimity without being disturbed. Very hard to be undisturbed when, in fact, everybody around you is disturbing. <laughs> that's, that's even harder, maybe. Uh, okay, we'll stop there and uh, continue with the end of the... So uh, we'll send out to all of you a little paper. I've made a sort of little breakdown of the translations of the verse into the sections for the next chapter. Chapter 20, uh, the song of the uh, uh, Avanti Brahmana, 1123. Okay. And now we'll switch over to Q&A mode. So if you're... Uh, you can press, what is it? Star 6. And um, if you're on Mayapur TV, you can type something into the chat forum. So we have a question by phone. Hare Krishna Please accept my humble obeisances. Hare Krishna, can you speak up a little bit? We can't quite hear you. Yeah, okay. Can you hear me better now? No. Hello? Hare Krishna? Can you hear me? As loud as it goes? Yeah. You can repeat it then. Yeah. Why don't you just speak it and then I'll repeat it. Okay. Can you hear me, Shabya? A little bit, yeah. Okay. So uh, I have a question that while um, everything in illusion around us, uh, all the um, things that are happening to us is illusory, our reaction, um, even our reaction to those events is uh, um, reality, since it molds our consciousness. 
Yeah, You're getting louder now. Why don't you repeat yourself? Okay. Uh, so if uh, all the uh, events that come to us and things are happening is actually part of illusion, uh, my question is, isn't our reaction to all these events is part of reality since it molds our consciousness? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the question is. I, I couldn't hear all the words. Is that a reaction? Are you saying uh, that, is, that right. is that a reaction also part of the illusion? Is that what you're saying? Is that a reaction to the illusion of the material world also illusion? In, in my opinion, it's a reality because it's, it molds our consciousness. So is it part of reality, our reaction? Uh, if, I, if, I if, if I accept these things that, that happen in the material world, whether, whether uh, good or bad, as happening to me, uh, uh, then, then, I, then I'm implicated. And then I act in certain ways in response to that, it gets me further implicated in material nature. Uh, if my response, on the other hand, from, uh, with intelligence, is, is with the understanding that this is not happening to me, I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, uh, and I, I, I should try, to, I learn from that to, to become detached from these things and to understand that my actual real life is elsewhere, then I won't become implicated. So what implicates is what implicates me is this idea. This, I mean, I th we don't usually go around thinking I am the body, but I just that's me, you know. That, that we accept ourselves as a material product. We identify with it, and, 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 uh, uh, and we begin to identify ourselves as devotees of Krishna. Gradually, we also understand that that identity. Well, even though I, when, I, when I engage my senses in Krishna's service, then that starts to destroy the false ego. Uh, and these, these two sides of false ego, one, I'm the body, and the other, I am the enjoyer, and therefore I'm not Krishna's servant. Uh, uh, those, those all, uh, it's a package, it's a bundle. So the more I become Krishna's service, the more I also can understand I'm eternal because that's my sanatan dharma. Uh, I'm the servant of Krishna. That's what that's what I that's my identity as a soul. And if I engage that body in the activities of the soul, then I don't identify as something separate from Krishna. And then there's no problem with material existence. Actually, it, 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 the whole world looks different. Uh, it becomes as as good as my Kunta. Prabhupada has said that, even though it's not for everybody like that, but for the devotee, because you see Krishna's hand everywhere. You see Krishna's doing things everywhere. And that's such a wonderful thing to see, that Krishna's everywhere, that you, you appreciate uh, 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 Krishna in that way. Uh, then... then, uh, then uh, uh, you're happy no matter what. 
don't know if that answers the question. I'm not quite sure I understand it. But. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I have a quick question. Just if you could speak a little bit um, about the nature of our relationships with other devotees in this material world and what basis in reality does it have? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the relationship with devotees uh, in, in this world. Uh, as devotees, we're eternal associates. Uh, and it's important for us that that even though I may not be a pure devotee or other people may not be pure devotees, uh, impure devotee means I'm a devotee, you know, 80% of the time or 20% of the time, whatever it may be. What we What we have to do is appreciate people, maybe not for what they are right now, but just the very fact that they're interested in advancing in spiritual life, that they, they understand at least that's what their goal is, that they are unfortunately tied down by, by one problem or another, that maybe that's not my particular problem. I have other problems that somebody else may not have. That, 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 in other words, we, we have to be very generous that if somebody has at least come to the thing that, that I want to become a devotee and I want to advance in Krishna consciousness, we should appreciate people for that. Maybe not for what we are now, but what we are trying to become. That's such a wonderful, good thing that the other stuff we shouldn't take so seriously. Uh, uh, because, and, and, yeah, that's... that's uh, because... Here's the thing. I, I mean, Vaishnava Aparat, that's like the first offense mentioned against the holy name. Uh, and uh, one, one should, for our own spiritual safety, we should go out of the way, out of our way, not to commit it. Now, it doesn't mean we sacrifice our intelligence. We should be able to, not, not us, that I say everyone's a devotee and so they're all perfect. Because sometimes uh, we we have to use our judgment, but but we we should look at that person uh, in the material world, uh, just like I'm here in the material world. That means I blew it my last life. Uh, if it's a fact that devotional service is a continuation from my previous life, and then my last life, I screwed up because I took birth again. Now. Nicely, I can come here and I can do service to Srila Prabhupada. That's the benediction. But obviously, there's, there's stuff in my mind that I don't want. Why is it still there? It's something I didn't manage to get rid of. Material desires are still there. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't encounter devotees in, until I was 21 years old. So the first 20 years were, you know, uh, whew. Uh, something I really have to get over, uh, and uh, so that's my that's my my condition. So the the other thing is is, 
is that first of all we should be be humble about ourselves. Uh, uh, I shouldn't think that because because if all we look at other devotees and all we see is false, that means really we're really worried about ourselves and insecure. And thinking, yeah, you know, I have all these sinful desires. But look at him. He's worse. He's worse. He's worse. She's worse. She's worse. So I must be okay because these other people are so bad. And so by looking at finding fault with other people, I conceal from myself my my own problems. Uh, And so that means there's a lack of honesty uh, uh, and a lack of humility. Uh, and, and and so uh, uh, we pe- people get into the uh, and then then we're, we're we're in concealment. We're concealing our own faults from ourselves, and therefore we don't make any advancement. So this this is this is this is why we have to be very very careful. Uh, and the the first. Uh, uh, Qualification of a, of, of a devotee is uh, sharlata, simplicity or absence of duplicity uh, about ourselves, and 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 we if 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 we are, we come to the Krishna consciousness movement, but somehow or other we've got some kind of foothold in this movement. That means we've received the mercy of Krishna, and that Krishna wants us back. I may have done so many bad things, but nevertheless, Krishna thinks we're worthwhile. So, 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 Krishna will see something in me that maybe I can't even see that he wants. And so we receive the mercy of Krishna. And because we receive the mercy of Krishna, we should be we should be thankful, and we have a certain kind of. Uh, how can I say, I have a sense of self-worth in the sense that Krishna, as a spirit soul, Krishna wants me to have a relationship with me. Now, I may not see what it is that he wants because everybody else hates me and I hate myself. <laughs> but Krishna sees something in me. So I, I can at least feel secure enough uh, that, that I don't have to keep all the, the unnecessary uh, mental effort of maintaining a false ego. Because maintaining a false ego is really, really a job, and it's draining. And we have to always be lying to ourselves and always have to be shoring it up. You know, it's like trying to keep a dike that the, the truth is trying to break down. So give, we can give up. And life becomes a whole lot easier <laughs> when we stop doing it. And part of that maintaining is a false ego is trying to think ourselves better devotees, just like the materialists in our neighborhood. Their thing is, I have a bigger house, I have a better job, I have a more beautiful wife, I have a more this, that, the other thing. I'm better in so many ways than the others. We shouldn't bring that mentality to Krishna consciousness, but now and yeah, now, you know, I have a bigger position in this con, or I'm more advanced than this person, I'm more advanced than that person. That, 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 that's importing something uh, extraneous into the Hare Krishna movement. Uh, you know, people are very successful at doing that, but, but uh, uh, 
And, and by ourselves embarking on a sincere path of humility, we'll also that'll be the best thing we can do to help other people also get on that path. Text in question as well. This is Rasa Rasika He asks, um, what if you screw up after practicing Krishna consciousness, going back to material activities or consciousness, even after understanding so many instructions about sinful activities? What if? Well, uh, what it depends. It's certainly a diversion. But if you've begun on the spiritual path, somehow or other, uh, it doesn't go away. Whatever, whatever spiritual advancement we've made will continue, uh, and it's not lost. Uh, it's, it's, it's our asset. And if I've made only one percent advancement in, in this uh, this life, you know, my next life I'll start with at least I'll take birth a little advancement. Krishna says in the Bhagavad will save us from at least not going down to the animal species of life. So if we become a human being, then we can again make uh, progress. Uh, what, what really helps us is really the mercy of other devotees. I mean, that's the most important thing is to get the association of good devotees. And uh, uh, so... So we can hope that in spite of everything, that mercy will be there. And therefore, you know, uh, constantly praying to Krishna for the, to send us somebody, because they're not advanced enough. Uh, but, but, I mean, for, what, what, take, we, should, we should try to take an honest inventory of our situation in Krishna consciousness, our, our, our virtues and our faults. And we should fix in our determination to make advancement in Krishna consciousness. And right now, all I have to do is take the next step. If you look at the whole way to go, you know, it may look like very, like mission impossible. But I can take the next step. And if I'm praying to Krishna, please help me take the next step. One thing will show us what it is, because sometimes we don't even know exactly where to begin. Uh, uh, then we begin with that, and then we take that step, and the next step, and then things will develop that way. Uh, and and if, if, if we're chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, we're trying to give up offenses, I mean, it's really, in a way for us, it's really very easy to know where to start. It's, it, start it starts with fixing our mind on the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, uh, especially when uh, Japa is there. Uh, it's, everything is simple. There's the holy name, and all we have to do is simple, right? Just say those names over and over again, and when our mind wanders, bring it back, and just persist in that. Uh, and if we do that much, uh, and you don't need much paraphernalia, uh, 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 yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it's, 
really very elementary exercise. There's the holy name. There's my mind. Uh, there's my uh, intelligence fixing my attention. When the attention goes away, you bring it back. And just trying without quitting is will then things will start to move. So if, if you've got messed up somewhere, that's the place to start. And just just keep on going in that way. And, and just don't quit. And then if we're showing Krishna that we're interested, just sincerely want to make advancement by showing that we're going to try, then he'll start to make some changes in our lives and we'll get some help. When the help comes, you got to take it rather than, you know, shove it aside. This is a question from Maharidi Prabhu. He says, Hare Krishna, please send my humble obeisances. I have a question regarding charlatan simplicity. What practice do you recommend to become more frank with oneself, other than chanting, of course? Yeah, to become more frank with oneself, um, other than chanting, um, I I think um, yeah, I I I I mean. Um, just, just to me, it's 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 to really study advanced devotees. Do you know any personally? That's really good. Otherwise, our books are full of the stories of advanced devotees, and, and especially, uh, I, I, I think when we can can read uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. We're now in the new Veda bases of Titania Bhagavata. You start to see what what advanced devotees are like, and just to get an appreciation for them more and more and more and more. Uh, and uh, I, I, th- I think just that kind of that kind of uh, appreciation for 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 devotees. Uh, uh, especially for those ones who are the associates of Lord Chaitanya uh, uh, and for the six Goswamis. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that to me is, is just a real uh, remedial uh, uh, activity for, for becoming... Uh, because yeah, because you see how how especially you can understand how humble they are, and how this extreme humility goes with this incredible achievement, and you can you can begin to appreciate that and admire that characteristic and uh, the charlatan and other people and then you become attracted to it because we're not really attracted so much to, to that uh, in, in examples of material life and so 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 we need we need to we need to uh, have, have that kind of those kind of exemplars 
just following following up on that um uh, it seems like we don't oftentimes we don't really want to go the humility route because out of fear that we won't get what we want, even if it's of a spiritual quality, right? Like we kind of have to fight our way up the ladder to, you know, be the Krishna or Krishna recognize us or whatever it is. That's kind of ingrained in us. Would you say that's true? It's like, like a lack of trust in the path of humility? Well, uh, yeah, I suppose some people may be afraid of that. But if if it's it it won't get you into any spiritual trouble. There may may be some material difficulty. You may get taken advantage of once in a while, but that won't hurt you spiritually. You know, I think it's worth the risk if you think you might get you know somehow or other manipulated by some unscrupulous person who's not really a good devotee and wants to take advantage of you. But but uh, but but but. And the, the point the point is, is is that you're dealing with Krishna. Krishna's in the heart, uh, and Krishna wishes us well at all times. What can go wrong uh, with this? I mean, you, you're protected, uh, and some, sometimes it may may seem that that. May may seem that somehow or other you've fallen to some disadvantage, but if you look at it, you'll see that it's you, you just mis uh, you you, you uh, misunderstood it, and that what looks like something unfavorable will turn out to be a benediction, in, maybe in disguise or misseen. So so I, I I really think that we can trust Krishna. We're dealing we're dealing with Krishna. And usually, if, if I'm worried about these things, there may be some kind of covert problem in myself that 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 uh, that that, uh, that I have not not really uh, uh, acknowledged uh, all the way as much as I should. I don't think we have to be afraid, <laughs> Krishna consciousness, you know. It's called the path of fearlessness <laughs> because it's, it's, not, it's not required. We really don't have to look after ourselves because if we actually surrender to Krishna, he'll, he'll be our, our guide and protector and, and he'll do a much better job than, than we can, we've ever done. And he'll send the right people and so on. Okay. Okay, we'll finish up. So that's it for this time. So we will... Oh, another question. Okay. Question by the phone? Yeah. Can I be heard? Can I be heard? Yes. Okay. Is there an echo, or are you okay on your side? I can hear. We can hear you fine. Please accept my humble obeisance. Um, I just have one quick question for you. I hope it's not superficial or whatever. But um, one thing that I noticed 
when I uh, gotten older, um, I'm not so able to withstand um, insults, ridicules, and those kind of things that are uh, stated here. Um, I I really found that I'm a terrible manager of people, and I get a lot of negative reactions from people. So I know that for a fact. But one thing that I found is that even if inside of myself I can, you know, be, I, I think, you know, pretty tolerant, it actually physically um, affects my body. Um, and I talk to others and it seems like they're also affected in the same way, you know, when they get a lot of negative they actually will physically affect them. Um, so my question is, uh, is there, is this just a symptom of the, the false ego? Or um, is uh, it, um, in spiritual life, will uh, we not be affected by others, uh, uh, insults, ridicules, etc., uh, in any way? Anyway. You mean you mean that 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 if we undergo some of these problems, then then uh, uh, one of the things that 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 happens, just like in a, in a, in a relationship, is, is that uh, tension builds up in the body, and then then we get. The headaches and all kinds of things like that. Uh, that is, is that that the question? If this is what happens sometimes, it actually actually I mean, the middle distress becomes physical distress. Uh, uh, well, I, I mean, of course. I mean, I I suspect a great deal of our our. Physical distress has its roots in, 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 in mental difficulties, uh, and there's some some things you can you can attack things sometimes from the you know just just going out and getting a good walk or changing your environment a little bit or you know you have to do a few things to 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 get in a place where you can just relax and get out of a, a, a you know get a breath breath of fresh air or something like. Like that, that's that's uh, that's uh, useful. That's a good a good thing to take care of. But that you know that's one of the downsides. That 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 uh, probably complained about getting headaches. You know, sometimes from having to deal with the management problems in our movement. So 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 uh, these things can happen. Uh, and uh, you know, Prabhupada also kept made sure that he would. Uh, Stay on a, a fairly sane schedule and manage. To, somehow or other, he was a very good time manager and managed to do certain things like, you know, get a morning walk every morning and uh, uh, and uh, had a few people around him so he could stay regulated and, and and things like that and made sure he got sleep and so on. So th- those th- those things, I just. I mean, our, our, our material body is an asset to be used in Christian service. Our mind is an asset to be used in Christian service. So to, to do some of those direct things to take, 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 keep them fit and, uh, 
uh, and capable, uh, that's okay to do that, whatever it may be. Uh, and you know, sometimes it involves some kind of exercise or some kind of form of relaxation. That's okay. Uh, if it's favorable for devotional service, you should accept it. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's sure that's helpful. Okay. I mean, you don't have to feel guilty about about maintaining the body for Christian service and the body. Prabhupada would make this thing about one one should execute devotional service under favorable conditions. What may be favorable for one person is not the same for another, such as being married or being uh, being a sannyasi or renounced or whatever. How much renunciation you can do, it will be different from different people. He was talking about fighting Maya on favorable grounds, you know, dealing with uh, the gendra and the crocodile, uh, that the, the crocodile was more powerful in the water than the ginger was. So we have to use that example for fighting Maya on favorable grounds. But you maintain your health. Anything else? So we will pick up... Uh, 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 1120 to 60 and then continue to the start of chapter 23. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai